Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, you know it's Taz and Moose. You know it's Taz and Moose. Hey. It is on this Friday morning. Taz and the Moose with you. CBS Sports Radio. Number to call 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Attention hotline fans. Cross the way other side. Bogus with your updates to 9 a.m. Eastern time we go. Hour left to play with. Houston Nutt will join us a little later on. This hour, about 20 minutes or so, uh, we'll talk a little college football with him, uh, get his thoughts on LSU and Texas and some of the other big week two college football matchups. We kick off the third and final hour. Here we go, the three. It is now time for the three. We get you caught up on the three biggest headlines of the day with Taz and the Moose. Number one. The Packers defeat the Bears 10-3. to Yeah, tough Monday night. A tough Thursday night game. Tough opener out in Chicago. Get it, 100 years. Uh, the great rivalry that is Packers and Bears and Green Bay has owned Chicago in Chicago as of late. Uh, really kind of a, a tough watch. Trubisky did not play well at all for the Bears, missing guys left and right. Bears defense got after Aaron Rodgers, ended up having five sacks. Little to no rhythm offensively whatsoever, Taz. Uh, you know, defenses did make some plays, but uh, kind of a bore fest of a game at 10-3 being the final. Yeah, it wasn't uh, wasn't what I was hoping. I, I was hoping for something, a traditional battle between uh, the Bears and the Packers, which has gone back for decades and decades, and, and this big NFC rivalry for sure, and it just kind of was a stink fest, you know, and it just didn't work to the point you're making. It just didn't happen. I mean, uh, it, it, the, like you said, defensively, watching, watching the Bears, that was... That was the most fun part of the game for me. I mean, Aaron Rodgers didn't did not play great. Trubisky played worse than Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, Rodgers. You, you, even though the Packers won the game, I mean, they won ten three. But you, but Rodgers, you could tell just wasn't. I mean, he played no preseason games, so he just looked a little bit like lethargic. It just some. You know, he's eighteen of thirty, two hundred and three yards, one touchdown. Where Trubisky was twenty six of forty five. 228 yards with one interception. Trubisky, they both look kind of stinky. Trubisky looked, Trubisky looked real bad. I mean, and, and so that's part of the reason why they lost the game. Uh, so, yeah, it wasn't wasn't a fun game to watch. No, it was not. Here is Rodgers after the game, uh, giving a, a lot of credit to Mike Pettin, that defense. You saw that exchange after the game went final late uh, between Rodgers and Pettin. Here is the star of the Green Bay Packers. It's been a long time since I've seen a performance like that. Uh, obviously, a lot of credit to Mike Patton and his staff, but uh, to those players, I mean, just incredible effort. Um, we didn't do them a whole lot of favors with our own performance on offense. No, it did not. How? What says you, Matt Lafleur? There's going to be a lot to learn from, um, and you know, it starts with myself. So, you know, I just can't tell you how proud of I am of, of the effort that we gave, though, and to come out of here with a victory. Yeah, and so ugly game, but the Packers get the last laugh because they come away and walk out of Chicago with a victory. Here's Trubisky 
who looked very, very rusty. Offense did not look good, but saying no preseason work had nothing to do with last night. I think we just needed to do our job, but we, we just couldn't find a rhythm, and I don't think it's because we didn't play in the preseason because uh, we, were, we were rolling in practice, and it just didn't translate uh, the week of practice we had to the game, and uh, we're going to look at the film and try to find out why and, and make sure it doesn't happen again. And their head coach, after a disappointing end in the postseason last year, the double-doink field goal miss, the loss at home to the Philadelphia Eagles. Here's Matt Nagy uh, talking about the, the Bears. Well, they've got to improve. Just told the guys in there that this is uh, um, not who we are. I was proud of our defense. I thought they played their ass off tonight. Offensively, not good enough. Um, and we're going to fix it. Uh, our guys know that. We're, we have a, we have a uh, locker room of high-character people. That's why we bring these guys in, because what they do is they don't point fingers. The defense doesn't point fingers and say the offense should have played better. They, that's not how we roll. Well, they might not point fingers, Taz, but they know the offense should have played better after yeah. last night's doozy. Uh, that goes the Packers' way. Uh, 10-3 the final, so Green Bay 1-0, Chicago 0-1. All right, number two. Number two. Raiders reportedly plan to suspend Antonio Brown. Right, so, you know, we didn't play this earlier. Let's hear from some of the particulars. We've talked a lot about it here on this Friday morning. It's really dominated the conversation. You guys have been great on the phones. Uh, Here's Mike Mayock, their general manager. We all know that him and uh, Brown got into it. It was held back. Antonio Brown was by Vontez Perfect, the linebacker for the Raiders, threatened to punch Mike Mayock after the fine came down of around $50,000 going his way. Uh, Here's Mayock in his statement yesterday about Brown. Antonio Brown's not in the building today. He won't be practicing. Uh, I don't have any more information for you right now. And when I have some and it becomes appropriate, you guys will all get it. I promise you. But that's it for today. What about the head coach? You've got the good cop, bad cop. Here's John Gruden. Uh, John Gruden talking about the Brown situation. We're still getting to the bottom of everything. So um, all I can do is comment on the football team. I'm out here on the field coaching the guys that are here. And we got a lot of guys working hard. So uh, we'll give you the information on Antonio when we have it official and correct and right. I don't want to speculate any further. Can't do it. Obviously, you've been at training camp, I think, for the last four weeks. We have been practicing without him and preparing to play. Uh, no matter who's injured, you have to adapt. And um, unfortunately, we had to adapt again today, but we're really excited about our receiving core. Yeah, there you have it. So that's Gruden. Rosenhaus, Brown's agent, was on the field last night in Chicago before the game saying that he's hoping Brown will be able to honor his Raider contract. He thinks that and he's hoping that the relationship is fixable. Um, but uh, no decision has come down yet. Uh, you know, uh, Derek Carr's uh, brother um, came out, and uh, David, who does some work, obviously, for the NFL Network, and uh, added a little bit more flavor to the scenario, saying uh, the team captains of the Raiders went into Gruden's office and basically said, we're behind you, Coach. Whatever you decide to do with Antonio Brown, uh, we will support you. So well, there you have it. Well, because the players know, and uh, you know, David Carr. You know, if he's saying it, you know, he's getting that from. But, but the thing is, like, the the players they know. The biggest problem right now is a massive distraction, and the bigger problem is a little something called the Denver Broncos that you're opening up against on Monday night. So you got this big distraction right now. Okay, and that is the biggest pain in the neck for these players to deal with. Um, I've got to tell you, I think that, like what Gruden said yesterday in the statements, you know, he was, I watched it and he really didn't want to say much. Um, and he's definitely playing good cop in my view, too. So I do think, though, you got to stop empowering this guy to the media. 
you got to stop saying we got to make adjustments now. You got to stop empowering him. Everybody knows how, how excellent of a player this guy is, Antonio Brown. But I think you got to stop putting him over. You got to stop. You know, if you're going to end up bringing him back, which I don't think they're going to, but if they, you got to stop kissing his ass publicly. You got to stop. They've done that for hard knocks. The guy made them look like fools with the feet, with the helmet. But yet, throughout hard knocks, they just, especially Gruden, just kept kissing his rear end. And it's like, stop. Because all you're doing is creating a bigger monster. And that's why the guy's posting private information from his GM on his Instagram, Brown, and, and burying him and calling him the devil. That's how I read it anyway. So and, and calling the team the devil. That's how you read it. And which is fine. Either way, it's he's saying that about the team and saying now someone's gotta pay on the field and all that. And then you go threaten the guy to punch him in his face. You can't do that. And I'm a pretty combative guy my whole life, but I've never threatened physical violence on someone that I worked for. Uh, I, I've just never done that. You just can't do that. And I've been pissed at promoters. I've been burnt with money. Uh, like, you have no idea before I worked for Vince McMahon. So <laughs> I worked for some sketchy, shady dudes, and I never did that. You know why? You get blackballed. No one wants to book you then. Well, it's the same thing here. You know, I know how great this guy is, Antonio Brown. The Steelers, a storied franchise, they did away with him. Okay, Tomlin's a respected coach in the industry. Okay? And he got punked out. By, by this guy more than once. They did away with him. Now another respected franchise for decades. And the Raiders, they're on the cusp of getting rid of him. What, who's going to want to hire this guy? Everybody's like, well, uh, Belichick will take him. Oh, the page, the pats, the pats, the pats. I don't know. I'm not buying that. I don't I don't, I don't. don't think that's going to happen. I don't. I know how bad all these guys want to win, including Belichick. I just don't think that's going to happen. This guy is creating a big hole for himself, Antonio Brown. And I think he went way too far this time. Yeah, I, I, I don't uh, I don't disagree. It'll be interesting to see what the Raiders they, today's decision day uh, ultimately what they decide to do in terms of the suspension. Do they cut them and get rid of them completely? Uh, try and get out from underneath the the guaranteed money that's coming his way, and and ultimately then if he's no longer a Raider, what is Antonio Brown? Uh, where does he end up? But uh, it's been nonstop nonsense from Antonio Brown and. Uh, unfortunately, it just does not stop. And yesterday uh, was just the uh, latest and greatest example. Uh, and that might put an end to his career as an Oakland Raider before it ever began. Before he ever caught a pa- pass from Carr during the course of the regular season, Taz. Which is stunning, amazing. Um, you know, I, I thought he'd be a, a distraction at times, certainly. And he's a knucklehead. Uh, but uh, I didn't think it would be as soon, or I don't think it'd be as quick as it as it ended up being. So it's amazing how everything's transpired, but it, the nonsense just does not stop with number 84. All right, number three. Number three. Full slate of NFL football starts on Sunday. It does. It is opening weekend in the National Football League, Taz. Uh, right. And you got a lot of great matchups when you look around the league. Uh, obviously, Patriots and Steelers is one. Cowboys and Giants will be entertaining down in Dallas with Elliott back in the fold uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. Still no Melvin Gordon uh, when you look at uh, the Los Angeles Chargers as well. But uh, I, I think I probably have to look at a matchup that I'm in most a couple matchups that I'm intrigued by: Jacksonville, Kansas City, and Pittsburgh and New England would probably be the top two matchups that I'm looking forward to this weekend. Yeah, I'm with you on Jacksonville and Kansas City uh, for sure. And what else would I say I'm looking forward to? Uh, you said Pittsburgh and New England. Yeah, I can see that too for sure. 
Carolina Rams seems like something. Rams at Carolina, I, I think, is going to be a very interesting matchup, too. Yeah, good point. I think that, that should be pretty good. A lot of good players on that Panthers team. Rams, obviously, everybody knows. Well, the health are. of Newton. Right, right. We'll see how what that's healthy like. is how he? Healthy is he? Right, right. his lower leg. Uh, you know, McCaffrey he said he feels there, great. No. Right, 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 right. Rivera saying that too. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of good games for sure. Yeah, and 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 hopefully, and you know, we we the game last night was absolutely dreadful. Um, and I would expect there's going to be some doozies, not just based on competitive balance, Taz. I think more a case of teams working through some things that they decided not to work through during the course of the preseason because I think teams are trying to get through camp and preseason football as healthy as they possibly can, where they don't suffer the devastating Lamar Miller type of injury, torn ACL done for the season. They want their guys on the football field. Well, if that's the case, then unfortunately for us as football fans, and what we do, you have to sit through what you watched last night, which is a bad product. And I imagine you're going to see a lot of that over the first couple of weeks. And Sunday, you're going to see some bad football, unfortunately, with teams trying to work their way through, um, whether it be miscommunication, rust, work their way into playing at full NFL speed. Yeah, uh, no, no, I agree. I'm looking forward to also, uh, I think a lot of football fans ought to see Kyle Murray's debut for the Cardinals at home. Uh, as they host the Lions. Um, so we'll see what, what, what this young man's like him and Kingsbury, his new head coach there. I'd love to see his debut, too, as the coach. You know, they've, they've alluded to a lot, this this insane, awesome offense that they have that they haven't, you know, spoiled or shown on preseason. They're holding back on it. So let's see what happens <laughs> out there in Arizona when the Lions come to town. So I'm looking forward to seeing how, what Kyle Murray does, too. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. So there you have it, uh, the three here on this Friday morning. Opening weekend of the National Football League. Full slate of games coming your way on Sunday. You got the doubleheader on Monday night as well. We'll figure out a little bit more about the Antonio Brown saga out in Oakland uh, later on today um, because I think it's almost decision time for the Raiders. Reports are that it'll get suspended. Drew Rosenhaus is making the rounds left and right. We'll see exactly what happens in Oakland. Mayock and Gruden spoke yesterday. Uh, and then the doozy of the opener last night in Chicago that went the Packers way 10-3 on the road in Chicago and the Bears and what was not a crisply well-played uh, football game. Your big three headlines here on this Friday morning. Houston Nutt will join us next. We're going to talk a little college football and uh, we'll get to some NFL picks a little later on the program as well. Action-packed third and final hour. It's Taz and the Moose with you right here. CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Coast to coast, pillar to post. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. That is your uh, number to call, 855-212-4227. We'll get Houston Nutt here, talk a little college football, give you a feel in terms of all the action that's transpiring over the course of the weekend. Bogus is in the house. Third and final time. What's up, Andrew? One last time before the weekend. Thank you so much for having me. I really yes, do yes. truly you appreciate it, you guys are way too generous. The Chicago <laughs> Bears defense. Their defense did yeah. its job on opening night. The offense did not. Blitz on. Snap Trubisky. Under pressure. Lost it over the left side into the end zone. Intercepted. Intercepted. Adrian Bears. Adrian, 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 Ad
interception. Amos, a dagger of a play. Larry McCarron, shut up. I mean, talking Wayne, on top of the guy. I mean, I it's mean, unbelievable. Everybody hates when someone interrupts seriously. another guy they're working with. That's horrible. Wayne Larry tried to do a job, and then this Larry McCarron guy just shouting over yeah. him. God him. knows what. Keeps interrupting <laughs> him and stopping him from talking yeah. and trying to. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> The Amos interception came in the end zone with two minutes to go. The Bears got the ball back quickly, but Trubisky was sacked on fourth down, sending them to a 10-3 home loss to their rivals from Green Bay. Your thoughts, Matt Nagy? Three points is ridiculous. Yeah, agreed. Nagy's team punted eight times, gave up five sacks, committed 10 penalties, and went three for 17 on third and fourth down. The only touchdown last night was Aaron Rodgers' eight-yard toss to tight end Jimmy Graham. That was in the second quarter. The Packers now 17-5 and against the Bears when Rodgers is under center. And then there's Antonio Brown still waiting on the Raiders' official response to Wednesday's reported threat to punch GM Mike Mayock. The confrontation apparently stemming from the $54,000 in fines the team levied for Brown's unexcused training camp absences. Off the injury report, Odell Beckham Jr. says his hip is still an issue, but he'll play through it this weekend. And Seahawks rookie wideout D.K. Metcalf declaring himself 100% just weeks after knee surgery. The Chicago Cubs were 10-5 winners in Milwaukee last night. Kyle Schwarber dropped the hammer with a 442-foot grand slam. This is how manager Joe Madden described it postgame. That ball was beyond properly struck. There had to be the back wall's not there. That's somewhere over shoot, I don't know, what's on the other side of the lake. I mean that ball was kilt. It was K I L T. It was kilt. Now Connor, you're cool. What does kilt mean? I have no idea. I'm Thanks, not that Connor. Cool. Glad you're here it's today. A, it's uh, the a Cubs. Shirt that, uh, well, that's the what I thought. Right. Wear. But apparently, it's cool what to say. Yeah, killed. Killed. Yeah, killed it. Yo, yeah. I know. Killed. <laughs> the Cubs stay two and a half games behind the Cardinals in the NL Central. They lead the D backs by three and a half for the second wild card. The Braves beat the Nats last night 4 2. The Twins escaped Fenway 2 1 when Eddie Rosario. Throughout Rafael Devers trying to score from first on a double. Serena Williams took care of Yelena Svitolina in straight sets to return to the U.S. Open final. 19-year-old Bianca Andreescu awaits in tomorrow's final. She is the first Canadian ever to play for a major title. The men's semi start at 4 Eastern today. Daniil Medvedev against Grigor Dimitrov. And then Rafael Nadal against Matteo Berrettini. Guys, all right. Thank you, Andrew. Good job this morning, but let's uh, let's welcome board right now, uh, Houston Nutt, uh, CBS Sports uh, college football analyst. He joins us now. Hey, Coach Taz Moose, with you. Thanks for popping on again. We appreciate it, man. Coach, how are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you got it, Coach. And you know, a lot of ways to go here in Week Two of the college football season. You know, let, let's head down to Austin from my perspective first. Texas and LSU. I mean, that, that's a huge game for Tom Herman. And, you know, we know about the pressure. You know, we know about the facilities down there with the Longhorns, the expectations when you take over that Texas program. I mean, you want to get a temperature. You want to get a grade on where your program is. LSU coming to town, I mean, that's that's a pretty stiff test. Uh, no question about it. Can't wait to see this one. Um, LSU and Texas, all eyes will be on this game because of just what you said. And uh, if you go back to Texas' game last year in that, that, that bowl, uh, when they beat Georgia, Sam Allegram makes a statement, hey, we're back. And uh, so we're going to see if they're really back. This is going to be a big game. LSU, I think they look really good, look very quick on defense. And uh, Joe Burrow's doing a heck of a job executing, very accurate. 
and uh, I can't wait to see this one head to head. Coach, uh, yeah, no, I completely agree with you on that. And, and sticking to that that game for one second, if you don't mind. So you, from your perspective, if you can, as a, a guy who covers the games in the broadcasting world and also as a, a former you know, head coach, please give us both perspectives. If you like these big games this early in the season, like LSU versus Texas, you know, right out of the box, your thoughts on it? You know what? I think it brings a lot when, you, uh, when you're going through your, your training in August and uh, even maybe the summer, too. Your seniors, you know, they they take ownership, and, and their eyes are on. Hey, this, this is a this is a real schedule. This is a big test. And you have LSU, uh, and everybody hears about the SEC, the SEC, and especially the SEC West. And now they come to your backyard. So Texas and LSU are looking forward to this game. There's no doubt about. It. I think there's, it brings a little bit more sense of urgency the way you go about things, and there's just respect on both sides and. Uh, it, it will be a slobber knocker. There's no doubt about it. Well, right, but I mean, from what should the what should the audience keep an eye on? They tune in that game seven thirty Eastern time on, on Saturday night, coach. Tomorrow night, yeah. Well, you know, what do you think ends up being the differentiation between who wins and loses? What are you going to keep an eye on? What do you think are some keys? Keep an eye on this. Is Texas offensive line are they going to be able to keep uh, Sam Ellinger upright? Are they going to be able to run the football? To me, it comes down to this: it's in the trenches. Can the O-line of Texas, can they handle the quickness of LSU's defensive line? Keep your eyes on that. To me, that's going to be the difference to me. Uh, if, you, if you look real closely at the, the, the ends that the LSU has, they're, they're so quick. Their first step coming off the edge is very, very quick. They're going, Texas is going to see a different speed than, than they've seen the first week, naturally. But uh, I, I think that's going to be the difference. It's going to be in the trenches. Uh, can Texas move on? Remember, now Texas has lost some running backs as well. Uh, so somebody, uh, there's going to have to be a younger guy that have to step up. And uh, that to me, that's going to be the difference. Hey, Coach, uh, I want to get your, your thoughts and stuff. There's a lot of chatter, obviously, on the, the new quarterback who left, left Alabama. Is that Oklahoma now and Jalen Hurts? And how great he was when we saw him in the opener, you know, just this past week. And, and talk about Heisman Trophy races and whatnot. Uh, break him down for us, man. Do you th- think this guy, Jalen Hurts, this kid is, is a front-runner for sure for that Heisman? What do you like about him? Uh, you know, Talk about Jalen Hurts a little bit, if you don't mind, Coach. Jalen Hurts, what I love about him, you know, when he got benched at Alabama, remember now, he stayed right there. in, in the. Uh, he was a good teammate. And uh, I watched this real closely because, you know, you always talk, you always hear and you, you, you see so many quarterbacks that transfer. But when you watch Jalen Hurts, I love what he did. He stayed right there when Tua Tungabailoa took over. And then, uh, at, if you remember, there's a championship game where Tua goes down, Jalen comes in and, right. and helps his team win. But what you love about Jalen Hurts is when he goes to Oklahoma, we've all known what Lincoln Riley's done. <laughs> seems like to every uh, transfer quarterback, Baker Mayfield, uh, a Heisman Trophy winner. Now Jalen Hurts goes out there, and he's 20 for 23. Uh, and then, uh, you know, this guy's put together now. He's not just a little bitty guy. This guy's, you know, 220 pounds, and he ran the ball 16 times for 176 yards. Now, now that may be uh, probably a little bit more than they want to run him. I uh, probably want to save uh, Jalen's legs for uh, some, some very important – I don't think you can run him that many times every Saturday. But, but I tell you what, the transition's smooth, and I think he's a winner, uh, a humble, hum- humble young man that's a team player. I love the way he plays. Athletic can really extend the play if something breaks down. 
And to me, the accuracy is the biggest difference. Footwork and accuracy, much better this year. All right, Coach, let's head down to Clemson. Uh, another big matchup this weekend as the uh, the Aggies. We saw this game down at College Station a year ago, and A&M had an opportunity and fell short as the Clemson Tigers went in and beat them. What about, what about this Jimbo Fisher-led team? What they gained from last year, that experience, now on the road in Clemson, can they give uh, Dabo Sweeney's team a scare on Saturday? I think they can. You know, if you re- if you recall last year, uh, I thought Jimbo's team pl- really played them toe to toe there for a long time. Uh, and, and remember, now last year Clemson had about four defensive linemen that are now uh, on the NFL rosters. Yep. Uh, so I think that's going to be also be the difference. I- I'm anxious to see how good the defensive line now is. Dabo's done such a great job recruiting to be able to say next as he reloads each and every year. Uh, but I think I think Texas A&M will go in there. They won't they won't flinch. They won't be scared. Uh, it'll be a tremendous atmosphere. Uh, but um, I, I just think Clemson's going to have a little bit more. Man, when you watch Trevor Lawrence and he didn't have a great first game, threw a couple of picks actually. But man, when you watch Travis Etienne, T Higgins, you look at his supporting cast. Man, these guys look good offensively when they when they're all on the same page. The 11 on the side of Clemson with Trevor Lawrence leading the way. Wow. You know, Coach, one thing I want to ask you, though, some believe that they that Texas A&M Saturday tomorrow has an advantage at head coach. Do you think, do you think Fisher, in terms of being a, a game-day tactician, making adjustments over the course of the game, is a better coach than Dabo? I don't know if I'd say that. I don't know if I'd say that. You know, Dabo, he's lifted up the trophy. I'm talking about the big trophy, the national championship trophy. <laughs> the big one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I, you know, I think uh, both of them are outstanding. But I, I just don't know if I just go hands down and say, hey, Jimbo Fisher's better tactician. He's going to be a better adjuster. I, I don't know about that. Uh, I, I just think that um, uh, this is going to be a great game. I think both of them are very, very good. Both of them have good uh, coaches on both sides. I thought – a um, and M Kellen Mond has it looked much better, uh, much better this year compared to last year. Going with, again, going with footwork and uh, poise and confidence and all those things. So, hey, I'm excited. Can't wait to see this one. No doubt. Uh, we're on the phone. Listen to Taz the Moose, by the way, on CBS Sports Radio. Our special guest, uh, Houston Nut, CBS Sports College Football Analyst. Uh, hey, Coach, so speaking of coaches, uh, Ryan Day, uh, the new head coach over with the Buckeyes at Ohio State in Columbus, Ohio. Um, you know, look, he's he, uh, he, a lot of a lot of attention on his program right now. That you know, that they're in the top ranked, they're preseason top five in the AP poll and coaches poll too. So, speak on Ryan Day, the pressures that you feel on him going in there after replacing a legend like he's done with, with Urban Meyer. Uh, uh, speak on that if you don't mind, Coach. But Ryan Day and the Buckeyes. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. You know, anytime you go in, uh, of course, Ohio State, such with tradition and uh, winning, and they have Heisman trophies in the in the case. Uh, you know that that's that's tough, and then you follow a guy like Urban Meyer, and you look at his record. Ryan Day, there's no doubt about it. There's pressure, but um, I think this. Uh, you know, when you watch the way he took over last year, remember when Urban Meyer uh, had to sit out about three or four games last year? Ryan Day came right in and didn't miss a beat. Uh, I, I think that showed a lot of people uh, what's happened. But now it's his team, completely his team. And um, you add Justin Fields, of course, a transfer from Georgia. The quarterback looked extremely, you know, he looked good. Very, again, a guy that's dual threat. And um, I, I think Ron Day will, will do just fine, just, just kind of looking from an outsider, looking in, and the way he's handled things. 
uh, on both sides of the ball. The thing about being the head coach is one thing to be a coordinator, but then all of a sudden when you're in that on the the big desk and everything comes across that desk, uh, coach, what are we eating? Uh, what what uniform are we wearing? Yeah. Question after question after question. Uh, it's a huge huge difference. But man, so far so good. Coach, I'm I'm curious. Uh, you know, going back to your days when when you were leading programs, when did you feel like um, you know your team hit a rhythm? Uh, you know, I know I know you can look at the win loss column and everything like that, but how long into the year did it did it take that build? Because we're seeing in the National Football League, it's a little bit of a slow build. Is it the same case in uh, on these college campuses? You know, it is. You don't you don't see when I go around the college camps, you don't see as many scrimmages. You know, there's not preseason games. Here's the one thing that that I always look for. Um, coaches sleep always sleep a little bit better when if when they start. You go back to January, you listen to them. They're off season. You go back, you hear about spring ball, the summer workouts. Well, it all comes back to this. Hey, I got a good group of seniors. They take full <laughs> ownership. When those seniors are in that locker room and they're kind of running the show, telling the freshmen, hey, set up, be on time, do what's right. You know, it's that kind of deal when you feel real, real good and you get in that rhythm so much quicker when you have guys with experience and want to because the seniors know – hey, listen, I don't have but about 12 games left here. And so the freshmen are trying to find their locker room. They're trying to find the cafeteria, look at pretty girls. They don't get it yet. So uh, it's always interesting to me is is the team that has the most ownership with that group of leaders. And some of them could be juniors. But most of the time, when seniors play their best ball, that's when the rhythm hits a lot quicker. No doubt. Coach, uh, if we circle back, talk about one thing on, on Dabo Sweeney I want to get your, your perspective on with, with Clemson. Uh, you know, remember last year, you know, I think it was last year and even the year before, he was talking about the Roy bus, you know, because it was Alabama and the rest of y'all, right? So he was, <laughs> you know, you heard that, right? We all heard it. We all had fun with it. No more Roy bus for, for Sweeney, right? So he can't, <laughs> he can't mention this no more, right? No, no, no. He forget about that now. He that was pretty good. Us against the world. We're right. bus. You know, we're right. a little little brother. We're getting picked on. Nobody gives us respect. Well, they 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 get respect now to Clemson. They're they're number right. one. So can't really quite use that. Uh, but it, what he can use is this. Uh, every time we go out on this field, we got to buckle both chin straps because they coming after us, and uh, we got to be at our best. And so it starts this Saturday. Uh, be ready to go because we're playing Texas A&M and they're coming in and uh, hey, they want to go upset the big man. So uh, I'm excited. I think it'll be a great game and uh, can't wait. Coach, um, west of the Mississippi, um, we all know about the teams that are, have got a stronghold here. Uh, you know where you know on the eastern seaboard and just. But if I go west, oh, Pac-12 mm-hmm. has been picked down as of late. What do you think proves? What program do you think proves to be the best team west of the Mississippi? Uh, you know, I want to go back to the Oregon Auburn game first. Uh, when you take, let's just take the first two quarters. Uh, I'm looking out there and I see a physical Oregon Ducks football team. Man, defensively, offensively, Justin Herbert, C.J. Burdell, the running back. Um, man, I thought they played so hard, and they're up twenty-one-six. It should have been up and more. Exactly, exactly. Left points on the on the on the field and all those things. When I look at that team, I wouldn't give up on that team just yet. Uh, They've got to be sick after watching the film just because of what you said. Uh, So I look at Oregon. uh, I look at Washington. Washington is another team, Coach Peterson, well-coached team. Um, 
And, again, it's hard for you to believe that we're not mentioning USC. You know, when USC is good, when you say West, you think about, okay, USC, you think about the powerhouses and all the national tradition. You've got to think that they're going to be there. But right there, right now, we don't know yet. But I think Washington, Oregon, um, I think one of those two teams. And, again, I hadn't seen enough of Stanford. But, you know, but again, that's a solid program. But um, I, 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 I would lean, if you say pick one, I wouldn't give up on Oregon yet, and I'd keep my eye on Washington. Yeah, and that Stanford-USC matchup this weekend is going to be an interesting one. You know, that USC program going to that air raid offense, it's a shame that Stanford's not going to have their starting quarterback in Costello. You you know, you're exactly right. Whenever you lose your quarterback, uh, that will keep a coach up. uh, And so he's going to step up. He's going to step up. This will be a physical game as well, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm anxious to see how that plays out too. Hey, Coach, uh, enjoy all the college football this weekend. We appreciate the time this morning, all right? Thank you, Coach. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. You got it. Houston Nutt, uh, CBS Sports College football analyst, one of the great names in college football as well. It's Taz of the Moose. We'll come back. Action-packed final segment. We got some NFL picks. We got some of your calls as we take you right up until the top of the hour, wrapping up the week here on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose, coast to coast, pillar to post, on CBS Sports Radio. Time right now to answer our Ask the Pros question of the day, brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. This question is from Josh in Boston. Are we going to see vintage Todd Gurley in week number one? Don't forget, you can submit a question by going to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices, excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every single day. Day. Uh, they said they're going to cut him loose, but they also said last year in the playoffs that he was healthy and ready to go. So, mm. um, I don't know. I mean, he won't be on a play count. That's the report. Um, they told you stuff that didn't ring true last year in the postseason as well. Right. Uh, I'll probably bank on the idea that he gets more burn than he did last year in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think you gotta just, got to great, to just – it's a great – you got to get him out there and get him rolling and see how he is, see how he feels and – so there's no there's no more narrative on what, what more pre, no speculation. What's the status of this guy's leg? You know, um, going against a stout Panthers defense. So we'll see. It should be. It should be. I think that's going to be a real fun game to watch. Yeah, uh, it'll be uh, an entertaining one. And yeah. certainly, following the health of uh, Gurley is going to be a week to week thing out there in L.A. You know, we talked a lot earlier about Antonio Brown. A whole bunch, a whole bunch of people called to show uh, Phil out in California. Uh, you have something to say on this, my man? What's going on? You're on with Taz and Moose. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. You got uh, it, Phil. There was a gentleman earlier that made the reference that, you know, a lot of these guys haven't had jobs before, but uh, listening to you guys talk and the way you guys raise your children and probably the way you were raised, we were probably raised old school. I mean, respect is taught from day one. And if, if you're not being taught that at home, it has nothing to do with whether you've had a job or not. Uh, it's how to conduct yourself and, and, and uh, communicate with your fellow coworkers and that's just not a way to deal with people. I know my dad would have thumped my skull even at 31 if I, he would have ever heard me talking to someone that way. Right. Well, yeah, that's kind of what Moose was hitting on. You were hitting on that earlier, yeah. Moose. Got, yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think either you have respect for people Appreciate the call, or Phil. you don't, whether it be coworkers, bosses, what have you. 
Uh, and Antonio Brown's not the only one that's disrespectful in our society. There's plenty of people that, uh, uh, and I, I do agree. It's in terms of you know how you were raised and how you grew up, and right. Um, and well, some people get that education early. Some people don't. I do, and, and I agreed with the caller earlier that that made that statement of that you know a lot of these excellent athletes didn't have jobs and they were younger. And and I agreed with that, and I understood what that person meant. I think it's being taken a little bit out of context, but the thing is because it's. You're just you're you're not you don't have a job you don't have a structure you never had a real job with structure you're always in that football mentality that that coaching uh, that player coach mentality now a GM or somebody approaches you on a practice field in that environment you're used to just being the man on this field you're like yo who are you dude you know and then and I'm not defending what Brown did I've been ripping him the whole show but I'm just saying I do think um, I think definitely a lack of respect and him not having respect. Antonio Brown is a massive part of this, and you were saying that earlier, and I agree with you. Yeah. But I just wanted to be clear about the whole, you know, he never had a job thing, a regular job, when he was younger, like most guys. So people don't think that. It's like, I'm over here sitting like, well, if you don't have a job, you know, you could act like an ass to your boss, you know, as you get a little bit older. I I don't think that should be the way it is. Well, or the generalization. Right, the generalization. Uh, that. Right, right exactly. that that that's going to be the case with all guys. Um, right. No, I, I get it. I understand. Uh, it, it, listen, it, we'll find out. I mean, uh, at some point in time here, uh, over the next day, day and a half, we're going to figure out exactly what transpires with Antonio Brown. And right now, it all look all signs. A lot of the signs are pointing to uh, his days as an Oakland Raider uh, being numbered, maybe down to the hours now. Uh, all right, let's get to it. Week one NFL picks. The Taz and Moose picks are for fun only. This is not for gambling purposes, just some chuckles and a good time. Enjoy the Taz and Moose picks now. Listen irresponsibly. It's now time for the Taz and Moose NFL picks. The three picks you need to know. Yes, three apiece, Taz. You want me to lead the way you led yes. in college? All right, here we go. Uh, pick number one for me. Uh, I'm going to go to uh, AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. I'm going to take the Giants plus the seven and a half. Uh, on the road in Dallas against the Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott back for Dallas. I think it's a, a giant team offensive line significantly improved from a year ago. I'm not telling you they're going to beat the Cowboys, but I think they're going to play them within a touchdown. And uh, I respect that Cowboys defense. or certainly have a healthy respect for what they've been able to accomplish over the last year. Uh, Giants are a better football team this year. Uh, their over-under number, I think, is five and a half. I think they play the Cowboys close. Uh, I think the number's a little bit too big. I'll take the seven and a half. I'll take the Giants. That's game number one for me. I, I'm going to the same spot, same game, Cowboys-Giants. Giants at Cowboys, uh, but I disagree. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, the Cowboys. I feel the Cowboys will cover. Um, I agree with everything you said about the Giants. They're definitely a much better team this year. But I think Zeke Elliott be back in the fold with that, with that offense, with some weapons that the Cowboys have. Uh, a good offensive line, good defense. I just I, I like them at home. I think there's been a lot of chatter about them. I think the Cowboys are going to come raring to go at home, and uh, I think they're going to cover. So I'll go with Dallas. Uh, game number two for me. Uh, we're going to stay in the NFC East, and I'm going to go down to Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, as the Eagles entertain the Washington Redskins. And I'm going to take Philadelphia. Uh, and I'm going to lay the big number of 10. Uh, that Redskins offensive line is is obviously uh, depleted, uh, whether it be uh, a defection, injury, what have you. Uh, no Trent Williams. That Eagles defense can get after the quarterback. We know that. Big year for Carson Wentz. He doesn't have Nick Foles looking over his shoulder. It's an Eagles team that has hopes of not only winning their division, 
or maybe getting down to Miami in the Super Bowl, and I'd be surprised. I know it's a division game, and usually these division games you never know, especially early on in the season. I don't think the Redskins are going to be particularly good. Um, I think they lost some guys on defense. Uh, they overpaid for Landon Collins. Uh, I don't love the quarterback in in Case Keenum. We're going to see Haskins at some point this year. Uh, Eagles are a significantly better team. I'm going to take the Eagles. I think they win this game by a couple touchdowns. It's a big number for an opening week, but I'll lay the 10. They're home. Ravenous crowd will be fun. Take Philadelphia to lay it on Washington week one. That's pick number two for me. All right. We always get the uh, the games we, game we talked about a little bit before. Um, L.A. Rams are traveling across the country towards the East Coast here to play the Carolina Panthers at home. Uh, minus two. Uh, minus two. Panthers are the favorite. I'm sorry. I apologize. Rams are the favorite. Uh, Panthers are getting two at home. I'm going Rams all the way. I feel like, look, Jared Goff just signed a big, big contract. Um, you know, he's got a, a plethora of weapons in there from Woods to Cooks to Cup. Uh, we talked about Todd Gurley, a really good offensive line, a defense that is just legit as legit can be. Uh, arguably the best defensive player in the league will be wearing that Rams uniform like he always loves, Aaron Donald. You know, I don't know, man. Uh, they're loaded. They're loaded, and I just think minus two, uh, get, get, uh, given two, hey, Rams all the way, they're going to cover. All right, Rams uh, pick number two for Taz. Pick number three for me, we're going to go up to uh, Century Link Field, uh, the 12s. Uh, they're going to be celebrating on Sunday as one of the worst teams in the NFL. The Cincinnati Bengals come to town and take on the Seattle Seahawks. It's another healthy number. Nine and a half. Seattle is the favorite. I can't take the nine and a half. I'm going to lay the nine and a half. I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks. And here's the reason why. I mean, I know there's not a lot behind uh, Ty Lockett um, at wide receiver uh, for the Seattle Seahawks. But you saw Seattle become more Seattle last year in the second half. Running uh, Chris Carson. Uh, Rashad Penny has not had a good camp. Once again, out of shape, you know, for a second straight year. But... He'll work his way into shape. Uh, that Seahawks defense is going to get after. No A.J. Green. Boyd's a good receiver. He's just not A.J. Green, and he's going to get a lot of the targets uh, from Dalton on Sunday. Uh, I'm going to take the Seahawks. Lay the 9.5. I don't think you're going to get a much offense from Cincinnati. I don't think you're going to get a ton of points from Seattle. You'll get enough to cover the 9.5. I think they win the game by anywhere 13, 10, something of that nature. Give me the Seahawks, lay the nine and a half. That's pick number three for me. All right, my third pick, Moose. Uh, we got Kansas City at Jaguars, at Jacksonville. Uh, and the underdog in this game is at home again. And you got Jacksonville. They're getting three and a half. I like the Chiefs. Uh, you know, I like the Chiefs to go all the way. You and I had the same pick to win the Super Bowl, and it's Kansas City Chiefs. I think it starts right here down in Jacksonville. And I do think that the Chiefs uh, will cover for sure. I just think, look, with Pat Mahomes. Uh, he is the man, most electrifying guy in the game today. And Tariq Hill, despite you may think of the guy personally, he's an amazing wide receiver, amazing athlete. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, Shady Jones, he's back. Now he's back, not with the Bills, but my Bills. He's going to be with the Chiefs. Let's yeah. see what he can do. they got a good little running back there, too, and Damian Williams and a really, really good defense. Uh, I will take the Chiefs to cover. All right, so my three selections, I'm taking the Giants uh, plus the seven and a half, the Seahawks laying the nine and a half, and the Eagles laying the ten. Those are my three right. picks. Your three picks, Taz. I have uh, the I have the Cowboys uh, covering. I have the Cowboys you know, beating the Giants and covering with, with the seven. Um, I have the Rams uh, covering also. They're given two, 
Two. You have two on that game? I had two on that, too. Two. Uh, I just want to see if we're on the same side. I had two. I just want to give them right I information. I had two, correct. Okay, cool. So I have the Rams covering uh, at the Panthers, and I got the Chiefs covering three and a half uh, at the Jacksonville Jaguars. There you go. That's Very nice. It, there man. are your week one selections, amazingly yes, enough. Yeah. Uh, and a good show today. Yes, sir. Um, our thanks to Mike and Connor across the way. Uh, great job at the controls. Bogus, you guys did a great job on the phones all throughout the course of the morning as well. Thanks for being locked in all week long. Remember, download that podcast, radio.com, Apple Podcast, uh, Stitcher, Stitcher as Stitcher, well, yeah. wherever you get your podcast to enjoy all the college football tomorrow. Enjoy all the NFL football on Sunday as well. Taz, good stuff, brother. Yes, you too, Moose. Football's here in NFL. It is. Here we go, baby. It is. Have a great weekend, everybody. Till Monday. Peace. There's got to be a 10-second runoff here. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.